0: Welcome to His Way Women's Bible Study with Linda Anderson. His Way Ministries is an interdenominational ministry established and committed to helping you experience a dynamic relationship with God. Now, here's Linda with this week's message. Hello, welcome to His Way. Oh, it's so great to see you. You brave the smoke. To get yourselves to his way. Anybody feeling shortness of breath because of it? Yeah, a few of you are. May the air in here just be so pure and clean and you breathe it in and (laughs) be healed. May there be spontaneous healing during worship tonight. Yes, Lord. Well, thanks for being here tonight. It's great to see your faces. I love his way. I love his way. I love his way. I love his way. Okay, well, we're going to pray and jump into worship because we have a very full night. How many of you saw the hula hoops? Anybody brave enough to do a hula hoop tonight? Okay, I see a few. Okay. (laughs) There are... There are some of you who, who really, really want to do this. Wowie, okay. All right. Well, later on, later on, we will be having a hula hoop contest. And it will have a deep, deep meaning. So, <laughs> oh, you know what? his way, we are a bunch of girls gathering to know God. Yeah, girls who need God. Girls who need God. I think I'll write a new book. Girls who need God. Okay, well let's open our hands. When I encourage you, we have one. We have one qualifier. We have one who um, makes up for everything that is lacking. And so we have one, and his name is Jesus. So will you call upon his name? Would you just call his name Jesus? Jesus. Jesus. Lord Jesus, we call upon your name. Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Fill this house, oh God. Wind of the Holy Spirit, blow in. Oh God, we ask for fresh air in this place. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Do everything that you want tonight. Have your way. Oh, God, have your way. Thanks, Lord. Praise God. Thanks, Lord. He's already here. God came in. I think some of you brought in. <laughs> Good job. Tamara, can I have a little bit of hula hoop music? Is that, or should we have drums? Which should we have? We should have to, Rachel. Do you want to give us some hula hoop music? All right. Are you ready? <laughs> Can you polka? Polka, hula hoop, polka. Don't leave, Hope. Come, up, come back up. Don't leave, Jackie. That was amazing. Gabrielle, great job. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. Will you take your hula hoop and go ahead and put it back on you? <laughs> okay, here you are in life at his way. Okay, here you are. You're holding the hula hoop around you like a circle. And here's Jackie right here in the middle. She is encircled, let's say, by the love of God. Because we are told, we are encouraged, we are exhorted, we are invited to remain and keep ourselves in the circle of God's love. But do you know what happens to us as we try to remain in the circle of God's love? We are prone to take his love and begin to try to perform and keep things spinning. Go ahead. Let's... (laughs) And when you try to perform and keep it spinning and get everything right, what happens to most people is, it? thank you, it falls to the ground. Okay, I actually have gift certificates for everyone to Amazon. Because well done. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I should have practiced. Okay, here's the deal. Tonight, Tamara is coming to reach us. Will somebody hold this around me, please? Oh, there we go. Okay. Pastor Tamara is coming to read to us from Colossians chapter 1. And in that scripture, you will hear tonight that you are qualified regardless of who you are, what you look like, how old you are, how young you are, how rich you are, how poor, how educated, or anything else you are qualified to be in the love of god and when we start performing and trying to keep everything going that's when we get in trouble so are you ready for the scripture father i ask that tonight that you will show each one of us oh god that you will show us how to remain in your love, how to abide in the circle of your love. Oh, God, how to be able to go to that deep place with you at any time. Lord, would you qualify every single individual in this room tonight to be in the center of your love? Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you already have
1: in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're in Colossians. It's so good. We're starting with Colossians verse 1. We're going to verse 20. I'm reading out of the New King James. You can listen or you can read along, whatever you want. But here we go, Colossians 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints, And faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven of which you heard before and the word of the truth of the gospel which has come to you as it has also in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit, and it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. As you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. And by him, to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross.
0: You wanted to hear the rest of it, didn't you? You wanted her to keep going. What do you think would happen if we would meditate on that scripture day and night? If we would stop stop listening to the words of everyone else and meditate on the word of God? Wow. You'd be so dangerous. <laughs> In fact, several of you are just... just really rising up, shining. I looked over your, this crowd tonight and I just saw so many of you are just, you're shining. Your faces are shining because you are rising. You're rising up in that call of God and the love of God and the truth of God and who you are in him. For so many years in my life, I would judge my ability to be loved by God or to hear God or to enjoy God according to what I had or had not done. So many times it'd be afternoon or evening and I would be needing help from God and I would begin to cry out to him for help and suddenly I would remember, wait, I didn't spend enough time with him this morning. Wait, I skipped my time. And then I would say, okay, when I go and perform and do the right things, then I can approach God and ask him for what I need. I lived like that for so many years, judging my my. Well, it was whether I could approach him or not, my access by what I had done or had not done. When I learned and really grasped and began to understand being the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, my life was revolutionized because it no longer depended even 1% or any on me. It rested fully on him. An amazing freedom came. Now, some of you are still in that place, and we're all in various places of crossing over. I remember being in that gray place for years, trying to cross over into the abundant life, the life of favor and blessing and health and wealth, fullness. I remember being in that great place for so many years and wanting to cross over. You know what? It can take a week or it can take a decade, but it depends on what we decide. Now, you are also smart because you're at his way. You have determined, like Kristen said tonight, You've determined in your heart that you will grow and that you will access this life of faith. Well done. You're really farther along than you know. You really are. I hope I am. You are serious. (laughs) <laughs> you're looking at me, and I can see the wheels turning. Am I really? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I am or not. Sometimes it's cyclic. It depends on where we are in our cycle because we're women. Sometimes we just aren't nice. <laughs> I wrote, a few days ago, I read in my journal. It had been such a busy summer. I have to have a lot of time with the Lord. If I don't have a lot of time with the Lord, I just am not nice. And I hear stuff coming out of my mouth, and I'm like, somebody stop her. (laughs) Then I have to repent. You know what makes Christians different is we say we're sorry when we blow it. Yeah, that'll fry people, frost them, surprise them. (laughs) So your message, your outline, the message tonight is called the absolute qualifier. Absolute. Do you know absolute is 100% not lacking anything? The absolute qualifier. And there's the scripture right below it, Colossians 1.12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. I used to think that all those benefits were for heaven, that we got qualified and got all the benefits and good stuff in heaven. But we get to enjoy God and his benefits here and now. This qualifying stuff is for now. Lord, I ask that you'll take distractions. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, give us ability to focus. Father, I ask that you'll heal minds tonight. Father, where there have been even diagnosis of any kind of infirmity, Father, Father God, I ask that you will heal dyslexia. Father, you will heal where there, is, where there are too many voices, where people have a committee in their brain. Oh, God, that you will heal, Father. Lord, I ask that you will heal minds tonight. Put your hand on your head. Father, heal our brains. Oh, God, I ask for healing. Father, in that gray matter, I ask for healing. I ask for healing in the right lobe and the left lobe. Father, I ask for healing in the memory. Father, I ask that you will heal. Oh, God, where there there have been words spoken, Father, you, Lord, you cause words to fall null and void. And so cause words that have been spoken to these women that have diminished their ability and capacity In their minds, in their brains. Oh, God, cause those words to pull away, null and void. And bring healing and health and wholeness to minds. Father, where they have looked at pictures and movies. Where they have seen things that have created trauma in their mind. Father, would you, where those things are embedded. Father, I ask that you will erase them. Oh, God, that you will lift them out. Lord, that they will not play the pictures anymore. (laughs) Thanks, Father. Thank you, Father. Thanks, Lord. Praise God. (laughs) Yeah, just thank him. Thanks, Lord. Thank you for healing my mind. Thank you for healing my brain. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Praise God. Wow, so many of you are really better. Yeah, healing came. Megan, Psalm 27, verse 13. Very good, very good. I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness here in the land of the living. Not just in heaven, not just when we die, (laughs) but right here. Very good, Megan. Good word. Yeah. Yeah, I love the way the Holy Spirit just puts us in sync. Thanks, Lord. Well, number one, on your outline, have you ever been told that you were overqualified? Underqualified? Or disqualified? I think most of us have had those moments, whether it was a sport or a beauty pageant or a, you know, there are various things in life that, or a job where we might have been told that we weren't qualified. This good word from the Lord tonight about being qualified is huge. I put one of my current favorite scriptures right below that. I got blown away with this scripture from 1 Corinthians 8.3 a few weeks ago, and I've just been thinking about it every day. If anyone loves God, this one is known by him. Oh, if we could let that sink in, what it means to be known by God. If anyone loves God, this one is known by God. This one is known by him. Well, right there, I put Chinese pictorial language right, right there in your outline. Number two. This is pictorial language. I love the Chinese language. Does anyone write it or speak it? Any of you? Rachel, I didn't even know. Can we meet? <laughs> I love the Chinese pictorial language. Because I think in pictures. Does anybody else think in pictures? If somebody says something to you that um, is kind of sketchy, and you immediately picture it, and you go, stop. (laughs) Well, I think in pictures. So when I found out that the Chinese language is pictorial, pictorial, that these symbols are actually pictures, I just thought, I've got to learn this language. I've got to learn to speak Chinese. Several years ago, Tom and I were on sabbatical in England, and we were with YWAM, and we were at a youth with a mission school. And one of the teachers that came in one week was a missionologist. His name was Johnny Buckner. And Johnny came in, and he started showing us, because he was a missionary to China, he started showing us how those 5,000-year-old characters told the story of Jesus. He said that he had gotten together with a physicist and that the physicist did not believe in God. And then he started showing him the pictures in the Chinese language, and he led him to Jesus through those pictures. The word create. Create. It is all about mud and a breath being blown into a human being and life coming in, the picture of it. Create, it's all about what happened at creation. Um, The word for boat, it's a picture of Noah's Ark. Just this whole language of pictures, it's amazing. So I brought you a picture. Now if you look at the symbol on the top, That is a symbol of an animal. This animal has two horns, two legs, four legs, has four legs. And this symbol right there is a lamb. It is a lamb. Now right below that, and this is a word, this is a word right here. So right lamb there on the right side in that space this is a picture right below it. That symbol is a symbol for me. So, write me. This symbol that you see right there is Lamb over me. And that word in Chinese means righteousness. Yes. It really does, Nettie. It really does. (laughs) You see the symbol for righteousness, even in this pictorial Chinese language, that symbol shows that we are righteous because of the Lamb of God over us. Wow. I'm so happy you got it. (laughs) Sometimes I sit at my computer, you know, working on his and I go, will anybody care? Lamb over me, righteousness. The righteousness of the Lamb of God. The sinless Lamb of God. The blameless Lamb of God over you makes you righteous. It's not because you can spin the hula hoop and perform You could just stand in the middle of the hula hoop, stay in the love of God without performing at all, except for one thing. When you are loved by him so deep and pure and true and immense, you can't help but tell people and go out and do things for him. I think I put, let me see if I can find it. Go to number nine. Remember, obedience to God is the fruit of favor, not the root. I like it when it rhymes. (laughs) So, Lamb Over Me, 5,000-year-old language. This last week, I was meeting up with a friend for coffee, and we were sitting and talking. She was having trouble sleeping several issues going on in her life and as we were sitting there talking I said the remedy is to keep yourself in the love of God to be able to learn that at any moment how to access that place how to be able to go anytime anywhere right into that place the love of God now I want to I want to share with you how I get there. If I can, I'll try a little bit. First of all, I don't try to go there with my mind. I try to go into the love of God with my being. There's a difference. If you try to go into the love of God with your mind, then you will begin to think about all the ways you can do it. And you'll begin to think about all the reasons why you can't. We have to access the love of God with our being. Not trying to see him. Not trying, striving, trying so hard. But to just turn our affections toward him and remind ourselves I'm abiding in the love of God. Do you know what happens? We start abiding in his love, and we're feeling so good. And while we're abiding there, pretty soon, we start feeling like, I better get going, get to work. I wish I could spin it while I'm talking with the microphone. But we start feeling like, I can't stay here. I've got to do something. How can I stay here? Nobody can stay there all the time. And so our mind takes over, and then we have to push ourselves again to stay in the love of God. Turn your affection to him right now. Just turn your affection. So many of you are just, you are gone. (laughs) You turn your affection toward him. I turn my affection toward Him before I go to sleep at night. I get in the love of God. When I'm afraid, I turn my affection toward Him. And I keep myself there. You can do this. He wouldn't have told us to do it if we couldn't. You're qualified to be in the love of God, you don't have to try to qualify. Number three, what do you think takes more humility? To work for and earn your own righteousness or to receive righteousness as a gift from God? What takes more humility? To say, I need help, I'm needy. Right below number three, studies have consistently shown that employees who consider themselves overqualified exhibit higher levels of discontent. The reason why I put that on there about thinking that you're overqualified is because if you start thinking you are overqualified, then you've added something to God qualifying you. That was steep. Deep. Deep. <laughs> Number four, grace has made you fully qualified for the favor of God. Grace is Jesus. Grace is Jesus. Scripture from Paul, right below that. He said, This is my life work, helping people understand and respond to this message. It came as a sheer gift to me, a real surprise. God handling all the details. When it came to presenting the message to people who had no background in God's way, I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. God saw to it that I was equipped, but you can be sure that it had nothing to do with my natural abilities. (laughs) Not good. It's the Apostle Paul speaking who wrote the book of Colossians to the church at Colossae. Number five, you, just like Paul, are qualified to do all that God desires because of his son, Jesus Christ. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I tell myself all the time, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I say it hundreds of times a day. I have to, otherwise I will get in trouble. When I put on the armor of light every day, when I put on the shield of faith and the breastplate of righteousness, I always call out to the Lord, Lord Jesus, you are holy, holy, holy. Oh, Lord, you are the only righteous one. Lord Jesus, I take your righteousness now. I exchange my sin because you became sin so that I might become your righteousness And so I make the exchange all the time. I have to. Otherwise, I'll fall back into trying hard. And then I'm in performance instead of the love of God. And ultimately, it's pride. Man, I've walked there. I gave you the scripture right below number five. He made him who knew no sin, Father God, Made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Wow! Number six, when we take our eyes off of the Father's goodness, the inevitable result is putting them on our own performance. This is where we diminish the power of the Holy Spirit work through us. We try to bargain. I was meeting with a friend recently who needs healing in her body. She said, I've done all the right things. I have taken my vitamins. I've started eating right. I'm spending time with God in his word. I'm trusting him. Why am I not well? It's a big question. She will be. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it's instant. I like instant. Recently, I had God do something amazing for me. And it, it was birthed out of this revelation from God about his righteousness. I had a sore on my left arm. It was a painful sore, and I knew what it might be because it wouldn't heal. It was bleeding and wouldn't heal, and if the scab came off, it would just bleed again. Not only that, but it was waking me up several times in the night, burning. I knew what the symptoms meant. Now, the deal is that my doctor retired six months ago, so I don't have a doctor. And I didn't have anyone to go see. Tom and I were getting ready to go out of town. And so I kept thinking, I've got to go see a doctor before we go. Now, I had prayer first. Yeah, several times, several times of prayer. But I kept thinking, I need to see the doctor before we go out of town because this thing could progress. It seemed to be p- progressing really quickly. And so well. and I couldn't get into the doctor, it was a big wait, and I had so much to do, I didn't have time to wait two hours. So I, I ended up going away on the trip with the sore on my arm that was waking me up at night and worrying me. Don't you hate waking up with worry? Like, something's wrong with me. Oh, no. I'm going to (laughs) die. So I was waking up at night, and Tom and I ended up going away on the trip. So while we were on the trip, I kept thinking, maybe I should go find a doctor. We were in Hawaii, so it was America. It wasn't India or Africa. And so I kept thinking maybe I should go find a doctor, but I had this revelation from God. And the Lord started showing me something, a depth, the depth of something that I have known, but not known, you know, known, (laughs) really known to the depth of my being. And he started showing me that he called himself, Healer. I didn't make it up. I didn't decide to call him that. He decided it. And since he decided that he's healer, then he didn't have an option. He had to heal me. And so I started telling him that. I started saying, it is not my fault that you called yourself healer. <laughs> I Really? And several times a day, I was telling Father God, I didn't make this up. You decided you're a healer. And since you decided it, and since you call yourself healer, and because you are healer, you have to heal my arm. Within two days, my arm had baby skin completely cleared up. And now, if you were to look at it closely, You would see that it's pink, like brand new skin. I was astonished. So you know what I want to do now? I want to build a formula. Okay, I got the corner on healing now. Got the formula. He called himself healer. And he called himself Father, and we didn't make it up. It's who he is. I was, Tom and I were in Singapore last October. We were traveling home from India, decided to drop in at Singapore. If you know your geography, that just makes the trip way longer home. So we wanted to go to Singapore and see Joseph Prince. Some of you know who he is. You've read his books and listened to his podcasts. So we went to Joseph Prince, his church, and they preach the righteousness of God. Oh, what a great church. In fact, Jacqueline's not here, but it's her home church. Well, Joseph Prince was Telling a story, he gave an illustration. He said that he used to preach on the seven reasons why people are not healed. He said he thought he was helping them, he thought he was helping them identify the reasons why they weren't healed so that they could get healed. And he would tell the people, You know, there is nothing wrong with God, there's nothing wrong with his word. So if you're not healed, there's something wrong with you, right? (laughs) And so he would preach on these seven reasons why people weren't healed. He said he started noticing that while he was preaching that people were shrinking instead of rising in faith. And he said that as he was telling these reasons why people are not healed, the Holy Spirit spoke to him in his heart. And the Holy Spirit said, why are you disqualifying my people? And then God said to him, I have qualified all of them through the blood of Jesus. He said that he stopped and he began to exhort the people. You have been covered with the blood, the righteous blood of Jesus. There is nothing wrong with him. There is nothing wrong with his word. And there is nothing wrong with you because of the blood of Jesus. He said miracles began to happen and have continued because it's 100% him. We can't add one thing. But when we get revelation of his goodness and the benefits and the love and the power and the glory and the strength, when we get revelation of that, then we want to serve him out of love, not out of trying to get something. I spent way too many years trying to get something from God by being good enough. It doesn't work. I want to finish up by telling you something so amazing. I have so many more things for you in the weeks to come. Did we do number six? We did. Oh, good. Oh, a psychological study said that a negative interaction has five times the power of a positive interaction. And right below that, your brain's under construction. Think back to your last performance review review. Your boss starts talking, saying 19 positive things. But if there's one piece of criticism at the end, that's what you remember. What sticks is the negative 20th. The overreaction is called negativity bias. So our problem is, number seven, our propensity is to zoom in on our flaws. We only have one more fill-in. No, we have two. No, you have one. I gave you nine. I'm not going to give you ten until I finish because you'll start getting restless. Here's the deal. When Jesus went to the cross, when he laid down his life and By the way, this past week, when I was teaching our college students, I expressed to them one of the primary ways that you can battle against the powers of darkness. And that is that you acknowledge and you proclaim that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. The reason is, it's because the devil hates that. The reason why he hates it is because a man, a human person, had to die for our sins to take back what was lost. A sinless Lamb of God. He had to give his life. He became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. And so I've always had this question, and I've always struggled with, with Matthew, where Jesus went to the cross. I didn't even like reading the passage And I've asked Father for years and years and years, why, when Jesus hung on the cross, why did he say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's always scared me. It's always made me feel like, oh no, he felt forsaken by Father. How could he cry out like that? And might I also be forsaken? And so i've always struggled with it and i've been asking father for probably two or three decades father tell me what happened the lord gave me revelation you see when i finally when it got through to me when the revelation came that i am the righteousness of god and that jesus became my sin that he actually became my sin on the cross. All of a sudden, I realized that when Jesus cried out, my God, my God, something that he had never said. Jesus Christ never said, my God. He said, my Father. He said, my Father. He never called, Father God. He never said, my God, my God. That's what people say. When he cried out, my God, my God, he was hanging there as me. And when he said, Why have you forsaken me? He was saying what I've said so that I can say, Haba, Abba, why have you blessed me? Why have you favored me? He became my sin. He hung on the cross and he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Has me. So that I could say, Abba, Abba, why have you qualified me and favored me so highly? Because I became the righteousness of God. And there was a divine transfer when Jesus went to the cross. (laughs) he identified fully with us completely fully nothing lacking and he qualified us by his own blood to receive the benefits of his glorious kingdom and love Now, Father, (laughs) Lord, would you solidify into every single one of these women? Would you just put into them that they are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, not according to their performance, not according to anything that they do or don't do, but because you shed your own blood out of love, for them thank you father you are qualified women beloved you are qualified you are qualified to receive favor you are qualified to receive wealth you are qualified to receive cure you are qualified by the blood of Jesus Christ you are qualified We stand on that truth. Now the last fill-in is faith. Thank you, Father. Please do your questions. You're going to find out something amazing.